guys, welcome to the next podcast. So today we're going to talk about um, rewarding and releasing pressure to horses. So when some when someone says like, "I are you gonna release the pressure?" They mean like when you're rewarding a horse, right? And the you're trying to teach the horse to stand still, and it stands still for whatever you're trying to do, and it stands still for you. You want to release the pressure or give it a treat or make some sound so it knows like, hey, if I stand still, that means that I did I did it right and she'll stop doing what she does. Um, and, and that is a reward. So it's basically, retru- it's not retreat, but it is rewarding your horse so it knows like, um, rewarding is good, and it realizes, like, hey, if I do this, then she'll stop what she's doing, or he, and especially for horse trainers, even when you're riding a horse, let's say you want the horse's head in a frame, right, so you put, you pull up your reins, you make contact, you're still pushing it, you're pushing the horse forward with your leg, and you're bringing your hands in, and you're pulling the reins, and then once they put their head in, um, like, in a frame, then you release that pressure. And then that means, like, okay, that pressure goes away. So, like, after you do that a lot, then you don't even have to really hold the rings tight. You can just put a little bit of pressure on, and then they'll put their head in. And then, you know, it's nice. Even, even when the horse learns, you still will probably use, like, contact. But it knows, like, hey... Contact means I got to put my head in. So it's rewarding and it's also releasing that pressure. So it learns like what to do. And when you're at a, when you have a fool, a baby, it's also great for that. Because let's say you're trying to make the horse walk, right? And it's not wanting to walk or the fool. When you push the lead rope until they walk, you're going to hold that lead rope and pull on it. And once they take even a step forward or two, you're going to release that pressure. So they know, hey, if I walk forward, that pressure will go away. So once you keep doing that, they'll just walk with you. You don't really have to put pressure on the lead rope. Same thing with, like, backing up. Like, I've been teaching my mayor, like, hey, when I want you back up, I'm going to get in front of you and push your chest. And then when, she, when I click... And I push on her chest and I go near her. Then she knows, like, okay, that means back up. So once I go up to her, I put my finger on my my hand on her chest and I do a very light push on her chest and she backs up, I'm going to release that pressure. So she knows, like, hey, that's a reward. I'm going to keep doing it. So that means no pressure. Another thing is that when you are rewarding a horse, you got to be consistent with the training. You can't just lack off the training. Like, let's say, hey, you've been doing this. You've been working on the backing up for, like, a week, and then you stop for a few weeks. It's not going to stick. You need to be consistent with your training. Now, some horses may be able to keep it even if you just do it for a week. But most horses, you have to consistently do it with them so they learn, like, eventually, okay, I know this and then you don't have to keep training the horse now of course you still want to train it just to make sure that it's still with you on it but then you don't have to like really focus on it every single day you can just be like okay I just have to do this once and then boom the horse does it it's very 
Very, very simple, but you need to be consistent. Same thing with the contact. When you're riding a horse and you're starting the horse, like, and you're putting up the girth, like, you don't want to put it too tight. You kind of want to start slowly and then slowly and then slowly. And then as you can get it tighter, boom, bam. There's no bucking or anything. Now, of course, Mustang, they probably will buck if they're green and they know put saddle on, maybe. But it's release pressure so you can pull up the girth hold it there for a few minutes and then let it go and then hold it and let it go so it's rewarding the horse so when the pressure is up and they don't do anything that's that's when you release the pressure and that's the reward so you just need to be able to know like when to release the pressure and when to put up the pressure so um that's pretty much release and rewarding your horse. Now, of course, clicker training is something that's basically the same thing. But if you don't know how to do clicker training, you still could do that. And it's still release and reward. Release, reward. Like putting pressure and then reward the horse for it. Um, and let's say you're trying to do a bow, right? And you grab a treat and you put the horse, you put it in between the horse's leg and they go down. You give the treat and you release and you just let the horse stand there for a few minutes or seconds. And then you do it again and then you do the same thing and then you do the same thing. And then once you do it con- like consistently, they'll know and then you don't even need treat. You can just maybe point your hand and they'll bow or you can just put their hand in between their legs and they'll bow. So it's just a very consistency of you doing that. And when you release that pressure... You don't really need treats because that's telling them, like, hey, you. when I release the pressure, that's, not, that's what it means. You don't need treats, really. Now, of course, some people prefer treats, which is fine. Um, just be aware that some people don't use treats for you. You just need to be a consistent person to do it. So that's something that I have done with my mayo, and it's been working. Next, I want to talk about is... Desensitizing is basically the same thing. So, when you're desensitizing a horse, right, and you want the horse to get used to the lead rope swinging next to the horse, you're going to swing, swing it until she, she or he stands still. So, if it keeps moving, then you just keep going until it stands still. And then once it stands still, you release the pressure. So, it's a very simple, simple thing to do. Now, some horses may take longer than others just because some horses don't like things and it might take a while, but you can't be inconsistent. You've got to remember, you've got to be consistent for the horse to learn. Um, now what I want to talk about is basically you need to, like moving forward, like it's basically the same thing. So when you when you want your horse to move forward, right, and it's a very lazy, lazy, lazy horse, you're going to put your leg on the horse, and then once it moves forward, you're just gonna leave it. So it's very simple, um, but just remember you gotta be consistent throughout it. You cannot just do it for a week and be like, okay, that's enough, and they'll know. No, they won't. You gotta be a very consistent person with it.
next thing next thing I want to talk about is um horse breeds. So horse breeds are different. So there are horse breeds that are very hot headed and you know, it might take even longer. There are some horses that are very laid back, chill, doesn't really care about a single thing. Okay, that's good. They probably won't even care about it at all. You don't even have to work with them, but you always should just in case. So horse bees are very different. Like like I said, um, a few minutes ago when I, when I was trying to do my other podcast, I was just saying like horse bees are meant for different kind of things. So if you have like a laid back horse, like American Quarter Horse would be great for a trail ride horse, you know. Um, like an Arabian, okay, don't know what I don't know what they'd be good at, but like Good at something, and, um, you know, some horses are bred to jump, some horses are bred to do dressage. There are many things that horses can do, but you kind of want to have a breed, like a horse that can do pretty much what you want it to do, and eventing. You kind of want a horse, if you're going to the high levels, maybe don't get a horse that only can do, like, low levels. You get a horse that can pretty much do anything. Um... Now, if you're doing, like, a low-level venter, anyone low-level venter horse, I would advise, you know, getting a horse that has done dressage, cross-country, and jumping, but, you know, low-level. So, it just depends on what your purpose for the horse is, and like I said, it's pretty much, like, releasing, um, sorry, pressure, and then releasing that pressure, it's just, it's great training ethic, and I have done it with my Mariana has worked fabulously. I have been very happy with her with the results. But the biggest issue is like another thing is there are a lot of people who say OTVs are crazy. They're not. It just depends on I would advise if someone's looking for an OTB and they get and they're like, oh my gosh, this horse is crazy. Well it's not for them because maybe they just can't handle an English spell bear because they can be, you know, crazy horses sometimes. It just depends on the person. And it, the person can make a huge impact on the horse. So let's say you get an Arabian, right? And you have an, an, an inexperienced horse rider gets an Arabian, okay? It's a very hot-headed Arabian. It's crazy. You know, it jumps around. It, it's crazy. That person's going to think... Oh my gosh, this horse is crazy. I want to get rid of it. Well, if you have a very experienced horse rider, okay, maybe, you know, you could get a trainer and you could show the experienced horse rider, you know, this is what you do, you know, if you want to keep her calm, like that. But you always want to make sure, like, the rider makes a huge impact. You want a rider that can handle the horse and handle the temperament and just handle it all the time. So... You also can get someone who can train the horse, you know, break it in like that. But if you feel confident that you can handle the horse and you can ride it and you know how to handle like a hot-headed horse or like that, then you should buy the horse because you just want to feel comfortable with the horse and not have to worry about, oh my gosh, I can't handle this horse, I'm going to die. You just want to feel comfortable with it and you want to know like, okay, I'm good. So in this podcast, there is many talking about release pressure and like horse breeds and like horse riders and all that one last thing I want to do talk about is you know um 
what to kind of expect off the track thoroughbreds when you come off them now i have i know there's just a lot of things that english thoroughbreds do when they come off the track you know Lead changes, that's one thing a lot of people are very like, oh my gosh, this horse is insane. The reason they kind of hop in the air is because when they're galloping, they do lead changes. They can't just do it in a canter and like do a slow lead change and like do a little bounce into it. They gallop and they kind of have like hop into it. There's, that's just how they are. And, you know, there's also some people who like are riding a horse and they're like, oh my gosh, this is really fast horse. Well, they've been racing their whole life, so, you know, you kind of would expect a fast horse, and you're just supposed to run, 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 because that's pretty much all it did until it was, like, three or five, you know? Um, and another thing is, English celebrities can be very nervous once they come off the track, so you kind of want to, like, give it time off, let it relax, be a horse for a little bit. And then you can, you know, start it under saddle and start riding it and train it. Another thing I want to talk about is stiffness. So English thoroughbreds go one way on the track. It's not like they reverse and go the other way. They only go one way a couple of times. So they might be stiff one way just because they're so used to going the other way and they're not used to going to the other way. So just be aware that they may be stiff and they might not use their whole hind end just because, you know, they're galloping and kind of like the front end kind of goes is more used to using the back end. So just be aware that with all that said, um, just know that you always want a horse that you, you know you can handle, you won't freak out about it. And, you know, you will be fine with it because you never know. Like, horses are very unpredictable. You need to know, like, if a horse slips out of your hand or your robe, what do you do? Like, you need to be prepared because horses are big animals. They weigh, like, a thousand tons. And anything can happen at any moment. You just want to be super careful with them. You just want to know what to do in a bad situation. Um, and another thing I do want to say real quick is... If you don't, if you don't know when your horse is off, I probably would advise not getting a horse because you want your horse to be perfectly good, perfectly healthy, and you know nutrition definitely takes a big part of it. But also, people who just got a horse and hasn't really been with horses their whole life, you know, if a horse is sick or it's colicking and they may not know it, they might think, oh, <clears throat> you might feel a bit off, but like the next day, oh no, you're worse. Like, there's just a lot of factors with mi- taking a horse in, and there's just a lot of factors with English thoroughbreds coming off the track and what you need to do. So just be aware, um, you need to know what to do. You want to be an experienced horse rider. You want to know when the horse is not doing good. You want to know, like, um, stiffness. You want to know why they hop in the air when they do lead changes. You want to know, like, why they aren't really using their back end, like, all that really gives, um, you a mind that, you know, what's going on and why they're doing this, so they're not crazy horses, they just are used to things that, they're just used to doing things when they gallop, they're not used to slowing down or anything, and like I said, to really, remember we got talked about the release, so when you put up the pressure and they just stand still, or, or whatever you're doing, they stand, they don't move, you release the pressure. So there's a lot of factors doing pretty much desensitizing horse. So like I said, when the, you throw a rope on 
and the horse is moving constantly, you just keep going. Then when the horse stands for you, still, you want to release that pressure and then that's a reward. Or you can use treats. It really just depends on how you prefer. Um, so just know that all those things are a big factor in horse life. And especially when a horse trainer, you need to know how to break a horse, how to handle a horse, what to do when you get bucked off, like all that. Um, so if you're a horse trainer, you want to even do horse training, just make sure, you know, what you're doing, like, you know, when a horse, when a horse is green, you know, like, maybe a buck or something, like, you just want to be extra aware of that kind of things when you're a horse trainer, and even just buying a horse for yourself to train, just be aware of all that. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to share and tag me if you have Instagram and you put on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at love underscore 466. No spaces <clears throat> between question and love is just one. It's just the two words together. Thank you guys so much for listening and hope you guys have a wonderful day.